Autism is a developmental disorder that affects social interactions and communication. As a result, people with autism can be difficult to interact with. In this episode, we will discuss some tips on how to interact with someone who has autism. Autism Spectrum Disorder, ASD, is a developmental disorder. It affects how children interact and communicate with others. The disorder is called a spectrum disorder because children can be anywhere on the autism spectrum. Children with ASD start to show symptoms at an early age. The symptoms continue during childhood and adulthood. Healthcare providers don't know why some children develop ASD. It may be a combination of genes they are born with and something in their environment that triggers those genes. Children with ASD have trouble relating to other people. They have trouble making eye contact. They often withdraw into themselves. They may seem uninterested in relating to family members. But some children with ASD may love to keep talking with family members, friends, and even strangers about a topic they are obsessed with. The problem is that they may talk about it too long. Or they may talk only about that one subject. This can push other people away. If you are a parent or grandparent of a child with ASD, it can be heartbreaking if you feel like you just can't connect with them. But learning more about these disorders and what has helped others can help you and your relationship. Autistic people bring new perspectives and ideas. Enriching our communities and workplaces with their gifts inspired from seeing the world in different ways. We offer information about Autism Spectrum Disorder, ASD, here. With 1 in 59 American children now diagnosed with some form of autism, if you think you don't know anyone with autism you might be wrong. Being part of the wider community and developing relationships benefits everyone. We offer these tips and insights to achieve positive relationships and community, understanding more about what being on the autism spectrum means. Depending on the age and ability of the individual you may adapt different communication strategies and accommodations. These techniques are good to use with anyone, regardless of whether they are neurotypical or have ASD. Be respectful, ask what the person prefers, likes and needs. Communication and Interaction Tips for ASD There are no hard and fast rules on how to communicate with a child with ASD. But many family members have had success with these tips. 1. Talk about the child's interests. Narrow or extreme interest in specific topics is a core autism symptom. Children can be fascinated by almost anything, including maps, numbers, recipes, geography, and more. For children with autism, talking about these topics brings comfort. They enjoy sharing knowledge, and they can talk endlessly about the subject without asking for your feedback. Bond with the child by listening to the topic. Ask questions if you can. Avoid changing the subject. Just let the child talk until you know one another better. 2. Encourage friendships. Autism often causes social challenges. Children with autism may seem disinterested in spending time with you, and they may react to your friendly overtures with silence. Underneath it all, some autistic children desperately want friends. Researchers say people with autism can and do form friendships. Sometimes, they choose others with autism. Other times, they focus primarily on developing relationships with neurotypical adults and children. Include autistic children in your plans. Invite them to birthday parties, 
talk to them when you see them. Find simple activities you both enjoy. Encourage the children in your life to do the same. 3. Give time to respond. Autism can cause slow processing speeds. Children with autism need more time to understand your words, especially if you're speaking in a loud or crowded room. 4. Be nice. Even if us Aspies make you a little bit uncomfortable, a little kindness can go a long way. We might behave in ways that baffle you, but trust me, you behave in ways that baffle us, too. When people try to assume our mental capacity, it only serves to demonstrate their doubt of our condition. This causes resentment and we feel annoyed because it invalidates us. For example why can't you do this now when you could do it yesterday? It forces our defense of I'm autistic. The differences between autistic and neurotypical minds are huge. Avoid questioning our capability, and instead focus on optimism and reassurance. A compliment or encouraging comment can set up the framework for a lasting friendship. 5. Be patient. We can't always tell you how we feel, because we don't always have words to express our feelings. If you're patient with us, you'll be able to tell what we need more quickly, because you won't be so panicked, anxious, or annoyed about trying to figure out what the problem is. Patience comes when you realize that the only way to tell how we're feeling is to listen to us very carefully, and watch us for unusual movements at stressful moments. Don't allow yourself to feel anxious or get upset when we're experiencing symptoms. It's better for all parties if you're patient with our communication skills, or lack thereof. That brings me to the next bit. 6. Listen carefully. We process communication solely on word processing and not subtle facial cues. So we might semantically misunderstand the meaning of the words you use, especially homophones. We also get confused by inflection. For example, we have difficulty with sarcasm. My mum would always say thank you, when we didn't do what she asked. So the one time I actually did clean my room, she responded with thanks. And I replied, but I cleaned it. This is where your listening helps both of us. Because you'll probably notice the misunderstanding before we do. Please clarify what you're trying to say if our responses don't match what you mean. My mum did that, and I learned what sarcasm is and what thank you means. We also might understand something differently because our emotional audio processing tends to get jumbled a little when we're trying to hear. We're not generally very good at polite conversation or small talk, so getting personal is okay with most of us. We enjoy connection just like everyone else. 7. Pay attention. You might notice if we start stimming. We do this when we're experiencing an excessive emotion or sensory stimuli. It isn't always bad, and it isn't always good. It just is. Most people with autism have free-floating physical anxiety even when we're happy, and stimming helps keep that under control. If you notice that we're moving around more than usual, go ahead and ask us if we need anything. Another helpful tip would be to turn down lights and any excess noise. 8. Instruct us, but nicely. Are we offending you? Tell us. People with autism may experience avalanche-style misunderstandings. This hinders the formation and maintenance of lasting relationships, and can make for a very lonely life. For us, cultivating social skills is imperative to bridging the gap of misunderstandings. We aren't born with these skills, 
and some of us weren't properly educated on social etiquette or coping mechanisms. Not knowing that stuff instinctively makes forming connections more difficult. When we're processing social cues, we might miss something and accidentally say something that comes off as stupid, mean, or offensive. Without those physical emotional cues to guide our response, we're left with just the words, sometimes making it an awkward experience for a neurotypical. To demonstrate the difficulties this imposes, try closing your eyes the next time somebody is talking to you. It'll give you an idea of how much we're missing out on. It's believed that over half of all communication is non-verbal. If you're the neurotypical in the conversation, it's your responsibility to make sure you're clear in your meaning. Letting us know if we've offended you will get an apology from us a lot faster than making an offended face at us. What not to do with an autistic child? Just as there are plenty of steps to support a child with autism, there are many ways to cause harm. Follow a few simple steps to ensure that you're considered a helper. 1. Don't approach parents with pity. Children with autism bring their parents joy, and there's plenty to be proud of. Approaching parents with pity undermines all that, and some parents take offense to those statements. Children with autism often listen closely to what adults say, activists explain. Hearing an exchange of pity can make the child feel bad, wrong, or worthless. Your comment could cause more work for already overburdened parents. 2. Don't bark instructions. Children with autism need more time to process complex verbal commands. Younger children often struggle to understand instructions, and that makes them seem uncooperative. 3. Don't take things personally. Children with autism may not respond in a manner you understand or expect. They may walk away from you, ignore you, or have a meltdown. It's easy to have hurt feelings, but do your best to keep your emotions in check. The child may be working hard to adjust to your expectations and your reality. Be as flexible as you can, and keep trying to form that connection. 4. Don't assume nonverbal children can't communicate. Many children with autism don't speak at all. But never assume that they don't have something to say. Listen to what the child is trying to say. Ignore it, and the behavior may escalate until the child gets the point across. 5. Don't insist on eye contact. Adults look one another in the eye when they speak. For children with autism, this is a difficult task. Some children learn to look near your eyes, at your forehead, for example, through practice, but some never pick up this skill. Never force a child to look into your eyes. Don't bow down to try to meet the child's eyes, and don't point to your own eyes to make the child follow along. Accept the child's behavior. 6. Don't use creative language. Autistic children take things literally. If you sprinkle your conversation with irony, sarcasm, exaggerations, or idioms, you're bound to confuse the child. For example, don't tell a child to keep an eye on something. The child may reach for it and put the item near his face. Be as literal and direct as you can, so the child knows exactly what you're talking about. If you slip and say something unusual, don't laugh at the child for taking your words literally. Apologize for your mistake, and rephrase the sentence so your meaning is clear. 7. Don't assume the child can't hear. Even autistic children who don't speak may hear and understand what you say. 
Don't talk about them as if they don't exist or aren't worthy of your attention. Speak directly to them with your questions. If you have nothing nice to say about them, don't say anything at all.